Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and it's Monday, November, I want to say 6th, maybe? That sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, um, so we want to just continue the conversation today. Uh, maybe we'll go into what did you play Monday instead of what will you play Friday. So if you got any games on the table, let us know what was hitting the table, what's hot, what's fun, and maybe what's not. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I got nothing on the table today or this weekend. I had a, just a crazy busy weekend and sometimes that just happens. So no games for me this weekend, but I do have something I wanted to ask you about. Uh, AJ brought up Meeple Realty last, I believe it was Friday or Saturday in a segment. And I wanted to talk to you about that in, in terms of gaming accessories because uh, he said that uh, there was a game, I want to say it was maybe Bora Bora, or uh, no, it was Castles of Burgundy, that the insert actually makes the gameplay easier because it keeps all the components organized and it keeps the gameplay going and it, it kind of reduces the laborious nature of the housekeeping for that game. So I wanted to ask you, our faithful and loyal listeners, what are some... Uh, what are some accessories that you find maybe not completely necessary, but just very, very worth the investment? Uh, so, you know, this Meeple Realty insert, maybe that was worth the investment. Maybe there's other inserts from the Broken Token, or maybe it's a dice tower that you have, a game table that you have, whatever it may be. Uh, maybe it's something that you made yourself. AJ, I know he makes his own foam custom inserts for a lot of games, especially games that maybe don't have one out on the market already, or something that he just plays a lot. I know he gets some enjoyment out of that. I'll let him tell that story maybe in a segment later today. But, um, you know, we've got uh, this awesome table that I, I got from Table of Ultimate Gaming, and we, we got to play some games on it uh, two weekends ago, and man, it just makes gaming so much fun. There's lots of room to spread out a big game, and you get all these sprawling components, and you don't have to worry about anything falling off because the table has a lip, you know, the, the play surface is recessed a bit. And it's just, it makes gaming so much fun. It makes it feel like a more complete experience. I've played for years and years and years on really kind of smaller tables, not even like a dining room size table, like a small round table or like a, a square pub table kind of situation. And there's always some kind of fussing you have to do to make a game fit on it. And I've done it. I mean, like I said, for years and years I've done it and we've always made it work. But to just like set up a game and have all this room and everything, it was really, really great. Now, obviously, there's a big investment in a table like that. So maybe that's not something that everybody's going to get into. Or maybe your dining room table is big enough and there's a cool game mat you can put on it. I love the Quiver gaming mats. They're great. They use like professional gaming quality suede on them. Uh, or I, it's felt, not suede. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, so anyway, I just throwing that out there. I want to get that conversation started. Let's let's chat about what board game accessories you find really really necessary. Maybe it's a, a bag that you have that you carry all your games in because you go and game more places than you you game at your own home. Uh, so anyway, just let's throw that out there. 
Let's get this conversation started. Thanks so much for listening. Let's have a great week here on Board Games FM, powered by TheologyOfGames.com. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ, going to talk about um, a little bit about what I played this weekend and what I will be playing tonight. Jeremiah in his last segment had mentioned necessary accessories, which is a great conversation. I'm going to do a segment on that later today um, to talk about some foam core inserts and uh, some things that I feel like are necessary and unnecessary. But let's talk about what uh, I played this weekend, and then we want to hear what you played as well. Uh, as I mentioned in a previous pod or podcast, excuse me, broadcast. As I mentioned in a previous broadcast, I was able to. Um, play some more family-friendly games, although I had wanted to play a Euro really bad. Um, <clears throat> I was able to get Sheriff of Nottingham to the table this weekend. Uh, my brother and sister invited me over, and me and my wife over, and we wanted to play some family-style games. So we played that, and that was that was our second game of the evening. Oh, it was our third game of the evening, actually. I had to push them to play that one because uh, we I, I like to teach a lot of new games, and um, they don't know that many games, and so that was one that I taught them, a great bluffing game. If you haven't played it yet, you should, you should definitely try it out. Um, I think it's one of my favorite bluffing games, and I can't wait to try the new Merry Men expansion for it. Another game we got to the table with uh, the kids there as well was Wits and Wagers Party Edition. Now, I'd never played Wits and Wagers, Wagers Party Edition. I, I have the deluxe version, which gives you a lot more options. But the party edition simplifies it. The questions are a little bit easier. In Wits and Wagers, you answer a, a question, a numerical question, which usually nobody has the idea what the right number answer is. You put those numbers in order from greatest to least, and whoever is closest to the number without going over is the one who has the right answer. And you can bet on who has the right answer. So uh, when you bet on who has the right answer, you're going to get a payout and you're going to get some money for uh, seven questions is the duration of the game. Whoever has the most money at the end of the game wins. Um, I like Witch and Wagers Deluxe a little bit more, but I did appreciate the fact that the uh, party edition allowed uh, the kids to play as well, so that was good. And I guess the family edition's even more simplified and really allows kids to play. Um, so we played Wits and Wagers, and that was fun. <clears throat> and the final game we played was King Domino. Now, you've heard me talk a lot about King Domino. It was Spiel des Jahres this year and by Blue Orange Games, and I really, really like that game. It's a great entry-level game and a family game, and it has enough strategic uh, elements to it just to bring in a more serious gamer. Um, not for long, though. I mean, you want to you wanna get something else to the table quick after that because it's a game that you just can't play over and over again if you're a more strategic gamer. But fortunately, um, I know Queen Domino is coming out, which, which takes it to the next level and adds a little bit more. You might be saying to yourself, well, why couldn't they just package it all together to begin with and allow you to play the base set and then add that stuff later? Well, I don't think they knew how successful King Domino was going to be, number one. And number two, I think they're trying to do something now that... Um, is, is for us more serious gamers, which is say, hey, we know you liked King Domino, we know you were able to get your family and friends involved in gaming through this game, but now we want to make it even better for you who are more serious gamers by adding Queen Domino, which gives you a lot more um, 
a lot more choices, a lot more goals to try and go for and things like that. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited that we got that to the table the other night. Um, I left it over at my brother's and, brother and sister's house and they said they played it the next day with their kids and their kids absolutely adored the game. So I was happy to hear that. I love when people um, share enjoyment in games. And finally, tonight I will be playing Descent again. Probably going to get our butts handed to us by the Overlord, but um, that's alright. We have fun playing every time. We leveled up our characters in our last game, so I'm excited to see what some of my new abilities do with my characters. By the way, if you're a um, if you're a Descent fan and you know a lot about it, my character is Grisban the Thirsty and Averick. I can't remember what his what his last name is, but it's Averick. Um, so Grisban the Thirsty and Averick. And I like playing with them. I have a lot of fun doing that. So we're gonna go into the depths again tonight and see what happens. How about you guys though? What did you play over the weekend? What are you playing tonight? We want to hear some feedback. And um, as always, check us out at Theology of Games. Check you later. Hey everyone, it's Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. So I wanted to jump in on the uh, conversation that Jeremiah and AJ started up this morning. First, uh, a couple of things I played this weekend. Well, one thing I played this weekend. Played Mechs vs. Minions. My youngest son got this game, saved up his money and bought it, and we had played through the introductory learning scenario that kind of teaches you the mechanics of the game. And so then we were uh, decided to tackle the first real scenario this weekend. And it's really cool, like every scenario comes in its own packet, and so he got to get out this little knife and like slice open the top of this envelope and pull out everything, and oh, there's cards in there, and um, and, and his mission briefing, and it felt kind of like a legacy game because you're you're adding new mechanisms to the game, and they're in this packet, and um, so you have to uh, get this bomb from the school that every, all these mechs are training at to a, uh, a repair pad across the way. The bomb starts ticking down, and every time one of the minions in the game hits it, it it uh, loses some of its health, and if it explodes, you the scenario ends. So we had tons of fun with that. It took, it took quite a while actually. Like the first one, the introductory one kind of maybe took less than an hour and so I think we got lulled in thinking like, oh, this won't be that long. And this one probably took an hour and a half to two hours. And at the end my wife was like, I'm ready for this to be done even though we were having a good time. And the kids and I though had a blast with it, no pun intended. We got the bomb down to, it was at one health at one point, it was surrounded by minions, and we just thought, oh, there's no way this is going to happen. But one of the great things about this game is that over time, you're building up your mech's abilities to do things, basically kill minions. And so it was just completely surrounded, and we're like, how are we going to do this? And sure enough, we were able to figure out ways to get the minions out from around it and maneuver our mechs. Even though we were damaged and things were out of place and stuff like that, we were able to get it onto the pad kind of at the last second. I mean, it was down to to one health, anything. If it had hit a minion or a minion had, minion had hit it, it would be done. And so uh, we did it kind of last second, had a blast, and can't wait to play the next scenario. So mechs versus minions. And then tomorrow night at my regular game group, we're going to play Folklore the Affliction. It's kind of an RPG, kind of like Descent apparently. Um, I didn't know anything about it, but one of the guys backed the first edition on Kickstarter and it showed up and he asked if anybody wanted to jump in on a campaign of that. So I'm going to be doing that every other week and we'll see how that goes and I'll let you know. 
because it's on Kickstarter for the second edition now. And so it's one of those super pricey games. It's, you're going to spend well over $100 to get everything with this, with this game. So I'll play it and let you guys know what I think. So then you can decide whether it's something you want to back on Kickstarter. And when it comes to the accessories question, there's really only one that I'm thinking of right now that uh, would hugely help. And that is for Gloomhaven. I'm waiting for Gloomhaven to arrive sometime this month, hopefully. And by all accounts, it is a beast to set up and tear down. And so people say that buying accessories for it from Broken Token or Meeple Realty especially will save you half hour to 45 minutes of setup and teardown time each time with these token or with these inserts because they're so well done. So trying to figure out if it's really worth it, I might play a couple games and then decide, oh yeah, that was worth it because it's taken forever. But um, the Meeple Realty uh, accessory, the, the insert costs $60 and I don't think that's in including shipping. And then the Broken Token one costs $80, and that's not, I don't think that's including shipping. So it's just kind of like, wow, am I ready to spend enough on an insert that is almost as much as the game itself? So I'm going to have to decide, and if any of you have any uh, notions of that, let me know, and I can, uh, I'd love to hear whether it's worth it for me to pay that kind of money. So thanks for listening. We will talk to you later, and thanks for checking out Board Games FM. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ just adding to the conversation about game accessories. Now, I'll start by saying I am insanely jealous of Scott and his uh, kids and family playing Mechs vs. Minion. When this game came out, I, I saw Ameritrash, but Ameritrash Extreme, and it looked so fun. I've not played it yet. I'm so jealous they got to pull, they, they're playing it. So maybe I'll have to save up my dollars and, uh, and get it eventually too. And one of my favorite parts about that game um, is when I watched an unboxing of it, it's just how neatly everything fits into that box. The insert for that box and the way you put it away and take it out is, it's fantastic. I love it. And I'm not obsessive compulsive by any means, but I do like to keep my games neat and organized and like to set them up real nice and easily. So, um, but anyway, Scott, glad you and your family are having a fun time playing that. But um, the talking about inserts and, and nice, neat components brings me to the next portion of this segment, which is game accessories and their valuability to us. Um, so I have built a lot of inserts on my own. I've built inserts for Mad King Ludwig, Andor, Legends of Andor, um, a foam core insert for Castle Panic, uh, King, did I say Kingsburg? Um, Kingdom Builder, and uh, gosh, there's a few other. Al Alhambra. I built a lot of foam core inserts, and it's really not that hard. It changes the way you play games. When you can just set up a game so easily, you know exactly where the component is that you're looking for without having to sort through them. It's highly beneficial to your gameplay. It makes it, you're 10 times more likely to pull a game off a shelf than you would be otherwise. You think, oh yeah, it only takes two minutes to set up, not 20. And so I highly recommend game inserts. Now I've got a couple broken token or Meeple Realty inserts. I've got a broken token, I have a couple of the living card game inserts. I could have made those, but 
Uh, for the price point, I just thought I really want these games to look really nice with uh, that wood framing in their case. So I like the living card game inserts. I have them for both the Lord of the Rings games, Lord of the Rings game, and uh, Star Wars living card game. But I also have the insert for Castles of Burgundy, which totally game, is a total game changer. It, uh, we set it up and we can just play that game in like probably 45 minutes to an hour. Where before it takes maybe almost up to two hours with game maintenance. So I would say if, if you can get a hold of these inserts or um, make a phone core inserts, they're highly valuable to you. Total game changer and you will love it. Um, but go ahead and just try it out. If you've never done foam, foam core before, get on some board game geek forums, find out how to do it. All you need is a hobby knife, foam core, and either a hot glue gun or Elmer's glue. Hot glue gun gives you instant gratification. You snap it together and boom, there it is. Elmer's glue, you gotta wait and be patient. What about other game accessories? Dice towers, dice trays, and card holders. Oh my. I have built um, a dice, a couple dice trays and some dice towers in my wood shop. And we just found in my gaming group that we don't really care for dice towers because, yeah, that's kind of unique and, and fun, sort of, but we really like the feel of dice in the hand and chucking dice. So we don't use the dice towers as, as much. If, if you like to throw your own dice, dice towers aren't for you. But dice trays, on the other hand, although they take up space on the table, just like the dice tower does, dice tray allows you to chuck the dice, but it keeps them um, from running all over the game and messing up components and stuff like that. And so uh, dice trays are where it's at for me. I made a couple of those and put some vinyl in the, in the bottom to let them bounce a little and roll a little bit better. Try it out if you've got some woodworking skills. Um, go ahead and, and make a dice tray because they're super fun to use and uh, valuable to your gameplay when you don't want to throw uh, dice all over your pieces on the game board. And then finally, card holders. I've made a couple of these as well, but you can buy some. I use them for Viticulture. Viticulture is a game where you have all these visitors coming to visit your place. And you can never remember what's in your hand, but if you can see them at all times being held up, it's really, really beneficial. I'm running out of time here. Got to close up the segment. Use card holders in games that you need to see cards at all time. Otherwise, you forget what you're trying to do in the game. All right, I'm out of time. Check you later. Add to the conversation. Check us out at theologyofgames.com.